Welcome back to Single Minded, where we are flipping the script on being single. I am your host, Hannah First. I, I, oh, God. What's happened? You've become so professional. <laughs> I lost it. And I'm your co-host, Linda. Do you know why I've lost it? Because we were recording at 10. It is now 11.43. You have kept oh. me waiting, the anticipation. I know. I have been very busy <laughs> doing nothing this morning on Instagram. Exactly. And I kept saying 10 a.m., 10.30, about. 11 a.m., 11.10, 11.30. So here we are. You do realise I have another life. No, you don't. You texted me and said, I'm going to the <laughs> supermarket. Should I go now no, or later? No, no, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm going on a four-day hike. Ah, right. You said you were going to the supermarket. I know. I've got to buy some things for the backpack. Mm. Where are you going? I am going on the Great Ocean Road Walk, four days, probably cold and windy. Very cold and windy. Yeah. So I've got everything ready to go. But I need some snacks. Look at you, you adventure woman. I know. Wild woman. I'm I'm calling it a walk. It's not. That's a four-day hike. I think it's a hike. Just me and Rob for his 62nd birthday. Oh, cute. Sorry, Rob and I. Sorry. Okay. So on today's episode, we are talking about making new friends in adulthood, and that can be... I guess, in your 20s, but it's definitely as you get into your 30s, it becomes more relevant because a lot of your friends will have changed. If you're still single or you're, you know, not having kids or whatever you're doing and traveling, focusing on your career, whatever that is, you may find that some of your, you know, close friends are having kids or settling down and buying houses and there can be a mismatch of Mm. where you are in your life. And I think a lot of women over 30 that are still single and living, you know, differently to their friends would have this problem. So this is actually a listener episode because I asked listeners to send in their stories and how they've made friends in adulthood. How the episode will be structured is we'll hear from a listener first on a topic and then I have a little story of my own on that topic. And, Linda, you haven't even told me what you're going to talk about, so (laughs) I'll leave that up to you. Now, I want to start with Monica's recording because she's made a really good point in this about, you know, is it taboo to ask a woman out for coffee? I find it difficult to find friends that are in the same point as me in my life. A lot of people around my age, nearly 30, are getting engaged, having babies or buying houses. I'm at no point in my life at that place. When I got single at 28, I actually lost my best friend. For some reason, it was like I was a disease and no one knew what to say. I've joined a workout PT class and actually found great friends at all ages. We message each other and check who is coming to what class. It's a great environment that also isn't in a gym, which can be intimidating. I wish it was easier for us or not as taboo to make new friends or even say to a girl you've just met, let's grab a coffee. When I saw the notes and it said Monica recording, I read that as Monica from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realise it was a real person. It's a real person. So I do think women over 30 probably don't ask each other out for coffee as much. 
because I think when you're younger in your 20s, you're probably like if you, you might be like, let's go get drinks or let's go get drunk. And like, that's probably a bit more conducive to loosening up and being able to chat to someone new. Mm. I had a guest on this podcast and we got on so well and we had so much in common that she was like, hey, do you want to go for a coffee sometime? And so we kept chatting on Instagram and then we caught up for a coffee. And because we have the same kind of career path, I just got so much out of that chat and we had so much to talk about. So I would really recommend doing that. Have you kept that up or that was just a one-off? It was a one-off, but I'm actually going to her podcast. Uh, We've booked to go see her podcast and I'm coming too, hoping to get some tips. Yes. She gave me a lot (laughs) of tips on like live podcasts and it was just really good to connect with someone that's sort of in the same, doing the same sort of thing work-wise. Linda, would you ask a random woman out for a coffee? I think if if I've just met somebody and you you were really getting along. I don't know if I would ask for their contact details. I mean, why not? But I don't I don't know that I've done that. You probably don't go, hey, what's your Instagram account? And then add them on Instagram. No, no. So next we are going to listen to Christine. Hey there. So I find it's quite difficult to make friends as an adult, especially once you're past your early 20s. I only really made good friends through work and now I'm in a position where most of my work friends have partners or families. I have tried various meetups, dog walking groups and other things but never really made any good friends from them. My main way to meet new people now is friends of friends but I find that a lot of people like to keep their groups separate. I'd love to have an opportunity to meet like-minded people who are at the same life stage. I really agree with this and I've really noticed it myself with the mismatched life stages. So I think that when you're younger, everyone's in the same lifestyle, uni, getting their first job. And then as you kind of get into your late 20s, things change rapidly. Mm. Like it, it's quite a shock. It has been a shock to my system. I had someone that I always went traveling with and then she got engaged and is having a baby. And I think that happens really quickly. Everyone kind of, and everyone kind of does it at the same time. So I think for me, I feel left behind, but I'm really happy with where I'm at, but I do feel left behind. Oh, and when you have babies, you often join a babies group and then you might have creche and meet people there and then kinder and primary school and you sort of then become friends or hang out with couples or mothers where your kids are at school or creche. And, you know, there was a period for me where I actually was had a really core group of school friends and I probably they weren't at the same stage, so I didn't see them as much and developed a new group, which were mums, really. Yeah. And I think for the ones on the other end of that, Linda, like me, yeah, it's really important to connect with women that I guess are in the same stage as you so that you feel supported and you've got people to like talk about like whenever I get an Instagram DM from someone that's single in their 30s that like says they love the podcast and they feel heard and these are the people that I need to be talking to because we need to be talking about like our unique situations. Yes, you don't you don't want to sit around talking about everyone's babies and toddlers. I don't mind it, but yeah, I definitely Not think, all the time. Not all the time. Mm. So, I think that's definitely one of 
the biggest challenges as you get older with your friendships is that you probably will find if you're single and, you know, not following the path that others are following at the same age, then you may find that it's you want to connect with some like-minded women. That said, so I probably see less of the the mums that I made friends with and now I've mm-hmm. kind of reverted back to seeing all my old schoolmates. So, so it's you funny. Just, so um, you move you around. You just ditch people when you, <laughs> when you feel like it. You're the problem. You're the problem, Linda. <laughs> now we're going to hear from Cassie. Hey, Hannah. I am a 23-year-old and I've just moved six hours away from where I was born and raised. I've been here for about four months, but I'm still really struggling to try and make friends, even though I've joined some social sport teams. But it's just tricky when you live on your own and you don't work with people that are the same age as you. So any help that you have would be muchly appreciated. Thank you. So Cassie talks about moving from your hometown. And so like if you're moving interstate or overseas, I just reckon moving would be one of the loneliest experiences Mm. if you don't put any effort into meeting new friends. Like I'm considering moving into state at the moment. So I'm interviewing for jobs in other states. And I think the biggest fear for me moving is new friends like not having the friends that I have made in Melbourne but having to do like a whole new group of friends just not to forget your amazing family members (laughs) but like I feel like I would be really uh, you would get 20 calls from me a day by the Mm. way it's gonna it's gonna be way worse Uh, way worse when I was in my 20s I moved to London and at first it was fine because I went and moved in with a girl from Australia. She was already living with two guys from Australia, so we had a little group going. And then she left and I had to um, stay by myself for a bit and I was mm. really the lonely, lonely, loneliness, lonely. The loneliest. The lonely. <laughs> lo- <laughs> loneliness. The loneliest. Lonely. <laughs> now I can't say the it. The loneliest. Thank you. I have ever been. And so I was temping at um, offices, not really talking to anyone. I thought, I have got to get myself out of this mess. So I went to one of the busiest cocktail bars in London and got a job as a waitress, uh, moved in with an English girl and completely changed around everything. We had so much fun and we're actually still very close to this day. She came over and was my bridesmaid. So, yeah, I had to get myself out of basically living by myself in a bed sit, not talking to anyone. Terrible. I can't can't even imagine you being lonely, Lindy. You're not that tight. I know. And you had to put 20p in the shared shower on your floor. I mean, it really was shocking. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. You've got to go find a tribe. Mm. Yeah. Now we're going to get into some listener tips and I'm going to share on each of those tips because I've got a story on pretty much every tip that was sent through. Of course you do. (laughs) We're going to hear Steph first. Hey Hannah, so I am also in my mid-30s, totally appreciate that it is a bit harder to find new friends sometimes, but I think it's about saying yes to things that you might not necessarily say yes to normally. And I've got an example, so I moved to the Middle East about two years ago and I joined a Facebook group for expats. And within about two weeks, this total stranger PM'd me and said, hey, do you want to come for dinner with my wife and I? 
And I thought it sounded a bit weird, like just out of the blue. Um, my friends and family were like, don't go. He obviously wants a threesome with you. Um, but I went and so glad I did because two years later, we're still really great friends. And we've also like extended our own circle of friends based from that initial meeting. So we've got a, a whole big group of us now that go to dinners and brunches together. So um, yeah, it's really changed my whole experience overseas. And I should clarify, we did not have a threesome. Um, it was just a really good way to meet new people. All right, so Steph is really, her tip is about saying yes to things. And mm. I do have a story. It is a romantic story as well as like connecting with people overseas. So I'm not going to get into the details, but I went to India. I was I basically quit my job and then decided not to get onto my return flight and just stay overseas. And I didn't really have much of a plan. But the first two months was India. And I had my two girlfriends for the first month and then My friend was leaving and it was just going to be me traveling India alone, which was fine. I was a little bit nervous, but her and I went to this shop and we we walked in and we started chatting to the owner and he was like, oh, do you want to come out for a drink with like all of our friends tonight? And I was like, fuck it, just say yes. And so I ended up going out that night and then did have a bit of a romance but even if it didn't turn into a romance it was just the act of saying yes and then basically Mm. I had people to hang out with in India for the next month and had the best time Mm. I went to like an Indian wedding and went to all different parties and always had people to go out I met this other this Italian girl and her and I would spend the day together and I lived vicariously through you through that trip. (laughs) Just, I know, because India is amazing, amazing. And so by saying yes, I think it is really true. Like anytime I've said yes to things while traveling, things just happen, magic happens. Don't get yourself into a dangerous situation. Exactly. Anyway, so that's my story. I could learn a lot from saying yes because I probably, if I'm – in an unusual situation or something I'm not comfortable with, I would probably say no. I don't know why, (laughs) but just as well you said yes. Yeah. I can imagine you if you walked into a – because – No. You wouldn't. Dad did that in the same store. The reason he told me to go there was because he'd been there and met the dad of the owner and then – Yes, he was with Alice and they had had a great night out with the dad – but I probably err on the side of being a bit too reserved and I would have probably said, oh, no, yeah. let's not bother him. <laughs> let's not put him to any trouble. Let's yeah. just do our own thing. And I would have missed yeah. out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Dad's more adventurous <laughs> than me, as you are. Yeah, that's where I get it from. All right, so next we're going to listen to Sky and her story. Hey, Hannah, here is my making friends story. My ex broke up with me just as COVID restrictions were finishing in South Australia and I was completely blindsided. I was so heartbroken. I went to the gym the next day and basically just word vomited and ugly cried to the manager that was working there and told her I didn't want to sit at home and cry and feel sorry for myself. And she was like, okay, let's do this. She signed me up and then every day we'd chat and she'd check in on me and make sure that I was doing okay. I met people at the gym through her and have become friends with her friends too. She is now one of my closest buddies. Best breakup result ever. So I think what Sky is talking about here is it's about being a bit more open and a bit vulnerable with people that you feel comfortable doing that with. And I guess my story is that 
I went to Thailand and I go to, I've spoken about the retreat place I go to every year or two. Bonnie's been on this podcast twice, but I was sitting in reception. I can't remember what I was doing and she was there and I could just tell she was really open and fun and her and I started chatting and I was like, oh, there's like a bar that's doing drinks tonight and if you want to come. And she was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And so we ended up meeting at the bar and we were dancing and then literally within 24 hours we'd told each other our life stories Mm. and we've been friends ever since because I think we just were able to you know, be honest up front and we just sort of had that connection from the start because mm. I think what Sky did, she went to the gym and she just said like, I'm feeling shit and then that kind of started the connection. So do you have anything to say on this? Can you help me? What could I say? I can't well, think of anything about being vulnerable. <laughs> You're just a private person <laughs> except on this podcast. You're not very private on this podcast. I'm very private, very closed off, but um, I've got by. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Linda, cool. Okay, so next we're going to listen to Megan. Hi, Hannah and Linda. So I have been working really hard in the last two and a half years to make new friends. I'm 32 and it feels like my whole friendship circle is married with babies, which I am really happy for them. But I'd love to meet new girlfriends who want to do adventures on the weekend, like going out for hikes and being out in nature or even just an after-work cocktail, and I find it really hard. Success that I've had so far has actually been more with ex-work colleagues and women who are a bit older, so 45 plus, and they've got the time after work to go and get a cocktail. They don't have to run back to their partners or kids, and it's really great conversation. So that's been successful, but I'd love to hear more tips and get more advice. So I'm really looking forward to the episode. So I think that this tip is really about aligning with people on values and interests. You've only got so much time in your week and you've only got so many people that you can kind of give your energy to. And I really believe on aligning on your values and your interests. But first of all, you need to find out what your values are. Mm. My sort of story on this was I had a friend that I worked with and her and I didn't really know that we both liked hiking and that we both wanted to do like overnight camping hikes. And I don't know how it came up, but it did. And she was like, oh, I've got a couple of other friends. You guys don't all know each other, but they're really keen to do like an overnight hike and maybe we should all kind of join together and do it. And Mm. so we did and like two of them have partners and we've got kind of different jobs and but we all want to hike and so we ended up joining together and doing Wilson's prom I just had the the best time I've told this story before they're actually coming over for dinner this weekend and we're going to be planning our next hike and so that's a really good way to okay so let's all meet we're going to plan the next hike and then you know in September October we're going to go on our next hike and then that just means that we're really aligned on that interest and we get to do something that we love together. It's more about a friends of friends thing. We've sort of all connected through this one friend. So highly recommend something like that. And also like you might find people at work that you haven't spoken about like, oh, we both like to do this, making sure that they know that that's something that you're interested in doing. Well, we're always sort of solo travellers. We'd go off just on our own and then 
about six years ago, we were invited to join a tour of Mexico with a group. Mm -hmm. They'd already travelled together a couple of times and there happened to be space for two more and they said, do you want to come? And we said, oh, okay, we haven't done that before but we'll try it. I remember you were not into group holidays. Not into group holidays, just thought, you know, we like to do our own thing, eat our own food, don't want to be herded around in a group. But anyway, we had so much fun and since then we've done many many trips together and in the last year we've been sort of trying to do bike trips a bit closer to home always with some bike riding but because it's such a big group it is just so much fun I had no idea Mm. so we're planning our next trip in I guess 2022. I was really surprised that mum and dad, because mum and dad have always been just the two of them going off on holidays. And when they said they were going on this group tour, I was like, what? Mm. And now they are upset. There's like 16 people. It's crazy. 16, yeah. And that's just a minimum. Mm. There's more. Mm. So next we're going to hear from Georgia. So back in 2019, I was solo traveling in Europe for a few months. I was nervous about staying in hostels as a traveler in my late 20s, knowing often the average age can be very young. By chance, I came across a singles and pairs only hostel in Croatia, and this was by far my most positive hostel experience. Everyone was more willing to partake in hostel dinners and share travel stories and it meant there were no big groups sitting in the corner unwilling to socialise with new people. I ended up meeting another Australian girl there and we hit it off so much that we planned to meet in other countries in our travels and planned other holidays together and we're still great friends today. This is a topic close to my heart is Mm. travelling and I've got to say that When you are single in your 30s and you still want to travel and all the friends that you used to travel with are settling down and going on trips with their partners or, you know, they're not available to just like pick up and go on a trip, if you still want to travel, you can travel alone. But, yeah, it is it is more challenging than traveling with someone else. Like I will 100% say that. So Georgia obviously recommended solo slash singles hostels and I actually was chatting to someone yesterday about it. I remember going to a hostel in Portugal and I'd read on their like TripAdvisor or whatever, it wasn't a party hostel, that it was really good for solo travelers and that it was like this beautiful house with a rooftop in Lagos, I think. And basically it was all solo travelers, a lot of young, like late 20s females. During the day, we'd read our books upstairs or there was like yoga classes on the rooftop. Mm. And then we would make breakfast together in this beautiful kitchen. It was like, and then at night we'd watch movies on a big, they had like an outdoor cinema thing, have a wine, play board games. And it was the best week. I had the best time. Have you got your own room at night? You can. You can, Or you sleep with other people. You can either do like a dorm room or you can get a private room. Right. I do private rooms as someone that's older, but you can find places like that. You just got to make sure that you read the reviews to make sure that it's appropriate for Mm. a solo single person. The next is obviously places, and we've spoken about this before, but kind of wellnessy retreats and that they don't have to be expensive. They can just be like, there's a place in Costa Rica that I really want to go to that's like a off-the-grid permaculture type, like you learn about permaculture. Mm. There's places where single solos go that have similar interests like spirituality or environmental. Hey, 
Yeah. Would you ever try a silent retreat? No, I don't think I could be silent for 10 days. No, I've thought about it. No, I don't think you could either. (laughs) So researching places that you can go and meet like-minded people is just like my number one travel tip. We've also got a single woman that comes on our group trips and um, that's great as an older person, you know, she doesn't have to worry about anything and she's got us all there. Hmm. I don't know that that's for me, but um, good tip, Linda. (laughs) The only problem is you end up getting the worst room because you've got couples. They all go, oh, we have to have this, this and this. And um, I don't agree with that. You might end up in the single, the little single room. That's the only downside. Lastly is word of mouth. So I always hear about places to travel or like you might go to like a surf camp, you do a yoga teacher training. And so hearing about those things, word of mouth. And then I would always ask, what's it like if you go traveling on your own? What happens if you go there alone? And I always find those sorts of places, like you might do like a Muay Thai camp in Thailand, but like you definitely want to hear about that from someone that's been to get an idea of if it's good for someone that's on their own and it's a good place to meet people. I hope for your sake that next year it'll all be back. I am so, I've already got my list of places I want to go. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm. Lastly, we're going to listen to Eliza. I was really struggling in my early 30s to meet a group of friends. So when I bought my sister a birthday present of surfing lessons, I wasn't really expecting to find such a wonderful group of people who were all really into surfing to get along with. But the surf school was really great and made us all get to know each other really well. And now we regularly meet up for midweek surfs and go away for weekends together. And I've now got a great group of women that support every aspect of my life that range from their early 30s. 30s through to their 60s, which is really cool and not at all as a, what I was expecting out of a kind of a joke birthday present for my sister, but a really great outcome. We've already spoken about aligning on values and interests, but this is really about doing something new that will widen your circle. So like if there's something that you've always wanted to do, but like you've been a bit too nervous to do it or you don't know where to start. Like I really want to do painting lessons. So um and I've never I've never painted before and I can't paint. So it's not like I'm alive. Can I say that wasn't your strongest suit at school? But (laughs) anyway, good luck. I I want to do painting lessons and so I'm trying to find like a painting. Yeah, and that would be a really good way to meet new people as well. But that's not something that what happened to all that colouring in stuff that you went and spent uh, some money on those many, many colouring textures. Where, where is that gone? I like used up the textures. Oh, okay. So it got good use. Yeah, yeah. I did it for months and months in lockdown. But to be honest with you, I prefer puzzles for the meditation. And how many puzzles did you order yesterday? Six. Now, that's not a great way to meet people is to sit in your home and do puzzles every night, but that's what I do. Now, Linda, you have some tips on making friends in adulthood. (laughs) Well, what I wanted to know is, because when I was looking at this, have you heard of Meetup? Yes, I have. Oh, because it seemed, having a look at it, it's pretty easy to find a group in your town and you pick a topic or there's a multitude of topics, arts, book clubs, 
career mm-hmm. in business, food and drink. It goes on and on. Pets. Yeah. The list is endless. And then under each heading, there's a whole lot of different groups. So I came up with some that you might like. Sure. I've never personally used it, but I did join because obviously I do creative writing. And so I did join one of the groups. I just haven't gone ah. yet. I find that really nerve wracking, the thought of going to a new group. Like right. it is, well, it, I find that nerve wracking to think about it. So I've picked some for you. Obviously, okay. Melbourne Walking Group, they have 7,600 walkers. Got to wow. find a friend there. Yep. We are content strategy. I thought that was a good one, although that's by <laughs> Zoom. Melbourne Speed Dating, no. 1,591 members. Wow. And then I found one that I thought would really appeal to you, games, puzzles and more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that. Unfortunately, that's in New York, but it is on Zoom. And and I checked the last meeting had one attendee. So I think that group (laughs) certainly needs your help. So then I thought, well, what what would I be interested in? Melbourne minimalist meetup. And something that appealed to me was the Maribyrnong River Rubbish Club. But I thought I might... context to listeners because Linda well, is a, a mad recycler like she loves I'm it like it's her recycler. it's her hobby to go downstairs rifle through all the bins and reorganize <laughs> the bins that's her hobby that is her hobby <laughs> I have been known to empty the recycle bin on the ground furiously fixing all the wrongs and Hannah I might say I did find a glass bottle probably <laughs> four <gasps> weeks ago and I was furious because we have a new glass bin. But anyway, I might start up one, uh, my own group for the city of Yarra, and I'm going to call it Clean Up the Streets of Yarra because the council are certainly not doing that. And that's Mm. one of my pet hates. So um, yes, I didn't know that existed. I've just discovered it all. And have you heard about Bumble BFF? I have. I haven't used it though, but a few people sent that in, so I'll have to give it a go. Yes. So you hit a a setting icon and then you come to a menu yes. and you switch modes to BFF. So anyway, to I be thought honest, you would have been you, all over that. No, I've probably um, maybe if I move into state, I'll give meetups or the BFF a go. But at the moment, I found all the ones that we've spoken about previously have been have been really good. They've really worked for me. And now that I'm going to be a grandma in October, only one um, other woman in my travel group is going to be a grandma soon. So I'm going to have to form a GMARS group. Yes. Uh, So I don't know how I'm going to do that, but that's on my list so that we can all catch up with our babies. A grandmother's group. Nice. A GMARS group, babies, coffee, and just talk endlessly (laughs) about how fabulous our babies are. It's not your baby, but yeah, okay. Oh, well, it kind of is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And one other thing that has happened to me during lockdown, I started walking with a friend who lives nearby and I only sort of saw her every now and then. And we have religiously kept up. So every week we do an hour or so walking and talking and have gotten to know each other really, really well. And I really, really appreciate that sort of deeper friendship. I think, Linda, that's good for you because I have not heard you do stuff like that before. You're very close-minded, so good on you. Well, you know, as you get older, you tend to stick to people you already know and, you know, often you can be at a dinner party or party and you just stick with the same people that mm. you're really, really comfortable with. I mean, that's just 
something that happens. But Well, that is our episode on making friends in adulthood. So um, hope me, Linda, and also our listeners have given some good tips. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your stories. And we will be back next week. Hopefully I survive four days in bushland and I will be back. I can't wait to hear how many times you <laughs> cried. She'll cry for yeah. sure. <laughs> See you next week. All right. Bye. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.